0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That's and that's Victoria is the female voice today. Welcome back. Thank you. She's been playing hooky in the ice.
1: Unfortunately, I wish I was at work, but now I'm back. So. <laughs> and then
0: they lost power yesterday. Yeah. And now, and you tell me that it was out at the courthouse. I would have figured they had generators.
1: No, it. um, Anna texted me a picture. It went out just as they were pulling up the jail calls. So when it came back on, they had to pull it all back up. Yeah.
2: Reboot. Mm -hmm. Oh wow,
0: that's crazy. Uh, I got some good news to pass along. Um, Victoria was accepted into Penn State Law School yesterday.
1: Yep, got the email.
0: So she's
3: congratulations. Thank you. Accepted
0: Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Penn State. Penn State, Mm -hmm. and she's not been rejected by anybody yet. Just ending. Yeah. Now LSU, I know they they are funny. They they what they do is everybody else makes their offers. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They we're LSU. We're gonna fill our class. We're not worried about it. Mm-hmm. So they 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 wait till like February. Yeah. And then they they let the people like Victoria who are definitely getting in know first and say, okay, how many Victorias are coming in? And then they'll say they didn't. Then there's still this many left. And you said, it's okay, there's still 40 left in the class or say 100 left in the class that mm-hmm. the Victorias didn't fill it. They didn't have enough qualified like Victoria. Then, they, then they'll say, okay, let's get the Dwayne's and they'll fill it with the Dwayne's. And if there's still any left, then it's okay, let's get the Glenn's, right? Yeah. And, then, and then right before school starts, that's mm-hmm. when they get the Jameses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, I think I'm all stand with totally
0: but so. <laughs> <laughs> that is how they do it they're mm-hmm. not they're not worried about it at all, and yeah. truthfully, they know it. Some of the best lawyers come out of that last group mm-hmm. it's not It's not necessary so they I think they kind of want that I yeah. think they want they want to get those guys that maybe did not do really well in school early, but they did go on LSAT stuff like that. i've had that we've talked about that on before. Well, today, what's the name of the case we're going to talk about?
1: It's Devillier v. Texas.
0: Devillier.
1: Devillier. Devillier.
0: I would say Devillier.
1: Okay, yeah, Devillier. De you said I was saying Devillier, but
0: I think that's Devillier.
1: Devillier.
0: At least it is in, in Louisiana, and yeah. we're in Louisiana. Mr. Devillier is Mr. De <laughs> uh Let me let me start with this one. Uh, it, it's going to sound like an excuse unlike some of the other cases we talked about my basement that might not be my area of law but it's always litigation mm-hmm. and if we're talking about litigation and you know trying to understand what's substantive what's equity what's law what's you know that kind of thing what how do you appeal it i'm going to pretty much have done it mm-hmm. and so i i feel like i can jump right into a case and go with but 1983 is something i have never played around. I didn't take it to law school. It's not on the bar. Mm-hmm. It's a very specialized field and you get into it when you get out. It's sort of like you know, I think Med mound. Nobody teaches a course on that.
3: Yeah, mound. okay.
0: And, and, and it's not something you just take lightly. You have to devote yourself to becoming that. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: if a 1980 a
3: 1983
0: lawyer mm-hmm. is listening to this, I apologize in advance for how foolish I may sound. However, I did work hard to get ready mm-hmm. because I knew I did not know it. Um, it, 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 it. On its surface, it sounds like this thing should be easy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: When you hear this case, you're going to go, This should be easy, guys. So I'm going to let her give you the facts first, and then we're just going to stop at that and, and see what you guys think first. Just common sense. Okay. Is that what? How worse?
2: do you spell that name?
1: It is D-E-V-I-L-L-I-E-R.
0: All right. Thank Uh, you. She's getting ready to go through the facts.
1: Yeah. So Richard DeVille and about 70 other plaintiffs, they ended up consolidating the case later on, but um, Richard DeVille and a bunch of other people owned separate stretches of land in Texas along the Interstate Highway 10, so the IH-10. The state... through the Texas Department of Transportation, decided that they wanted to create an evacuation route um, along the IH-10 in times of flooding. So they built a median, a concrete median barrier along IH-10 with the goal of elevating the road so in times of flooding, people could still use that interstate to evacuate um, to higher ground. So, although the state was aware of potential flooding, they proceeded with the construction and essentially created a dam. So, when Hurricane Harvey came through a couple of years later, it flooded and damaged all of that property along the IH-10. So, there was damage to buildings, to personal property, to the land itself. And I even... blue go- cows. Yeah, yeah. They're haystacks. Like, I looked up a couple of pictures and it's very, very extensive because that was a very extreme hurricane that came through. So, the plaintiffs filed a suit claiming that the state of Texas has um, taken their property without just compensation. They weren't paid for the damage to their land. So that's what is at issue here. And that actually has yet to be litigated yet, whether or not the state owes them compensa- compensation because of some other questions we'll get into, but those are the facts. So pretty simple.
0: All right. So, so basically if I, if I'm getting it right, um, they, they have interstate 10
3: mm-hmm.
0: East, And because anytime it's a zero, it's going to go east-west. Big Jim loved to talk about that. Mm -hmm. If you had odd numbers, you knew it was going north-south. If it was even numbers, it's going east-west. Yes. And so in the median, Mm -hmm. that's where they build the dam, right? Yeah. And so the idea was that you would be able to get out of that area in times of flood Mm-hmm. But you could only use the southbound lane. Yeah, the northbound lane is probably going to be underwater. Yes, they intended it to go underwater.
1: They did. Yeah, they
0: say that they knew there might be. They knew there would be. Right. They let's, did. Let's, let's just make it clear. Yeah, they knew building that dam was going to flood the property.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now the interesting thing is we're not talking about. We're talking about Texas size here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not talking about little bitty plots. We're not talking about you know forty acres or something like that. We're talking massive. Massive acreage that Mm -hmm. went under.
1: Yeah, massive acreage, seventy people's worth of massive acreage. It's a lot of land that destroyed.
0: Yeah, I think the smallest claim is in the
3: millions. Mm -hmm.
2: So instead of building the road higher, they built a dam in the median that would flood one side plus upstream property.
0: Correct. Now you understand this. This happens a lot. I know you're going to know this. Anytime you raise a road because of flooding, mm-hmm. you're going to cause flooding on somebody's property. Yeah. That's It's because you're creating it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what
2: Unless, unless you build culverts underneath that can handle a certain amount of water flow.
0: Well, where's that, where's that water going to go?
2: To the other side that they're, well, maybe. Then,
0: then you're going to flood it.
2: Not, not if you raise it high enough.
0: If you raise it high enough, then you're going to flood the property on the downstream side.
2: No, if you raise okay. it high enough 100%. and put a culvert underneath, you won't re- you won't flood the road because it'll be above the flooding. All right,
0: we could go through this. We need to stop. All I'm going to say is this: that I've, I've litigated this a lot, and I'm going to tell you that if you raise a road, then upstream you're going to flood. That's just how it is. If you raise it because of flooding, because the whole problem is is the water's got to some place to go. Go someplace. And if you're going to build the road higher and then put it under you're going to still flood either the either the highway or you're going to flood the property i see what you're Mm -hmm. saying if you built a bridge higher that's not build. that's not building up the road that's different so you could build a bridge but you can't the whole purpose of the call let's put it this way you could be right that's not it's really
2: expensive what i'm saying
0: well it won't work you'd have to either build a bridge on certain cases if it's small flooding, yes. All right, man, I did not know we were going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> this, Sorry. All I'm going <laughs> to say is, if you raise a road and and, and the, for purposes of stopping flooding, then you're going to you're going most you, likely if you don't have a way to flow it through reasonably, it's going to flood. And I can tell you, right. I'm going to tell you that they don't reasonably do that. It can't. It, they can't build a road. The road would get too expensive. It's cheaper mm-hmm. to buy, cheaper to buy the property. Yeah. All right. So they do. Back to, now, now. Now that now that Dwayne has to do this to us, we lost our momentum, but we'll get it back now. Just pick it on Dwayne. I like the questions. All right. So just a little hot sauce. You just pick it on you. <laughs> so so anyway, basically they built that dam on purpose. Yeah. To, to keep it dry on one side. Mm-hmm. Now it flooded. What year did they build that? Did they complete it? That's always the question. The when did they complete it?
1: It was a few years before Hurricane Harvey. Wasn't it like 2017, 2018 that it was completed, I think?
0: Okay. And then they filed this claim when?
1: They filed this claim within, um, it was a little over two years. I don't have the exact dates.
0: More than two years. More than two years. Two years had passed. Why is that significant?
1: Because of statute of limitations within the state of Texas.
0: Correct. For damage. Yes, for damages. All right. So, so what Texas, all right. So, so they filed a suit in which, which court?
1: So, they filed suit in state court originally. Um. Under, let me take a look. They filed under the Texas Constitution's version of the takings claims, and then the federal Fifth Amendment's takings claims as applied to the states through the Fourteenth Amendment, saying that the state of Texas had um, not fairly compensated them, and that they were due just compensation for the destruction of their property.
0: Okay, so so they filed suit under both state law and federal law. Yes. All right, and then did this? Did the state answer?
1: The state removed it to federal court.
0: Under what grounds?
1: Under the federal question ground.
0: So you can move, if you file, I could file a state in federal court, a state court. Mm -hmm. So the state court they filed it in did have a, have the jurisdiction, the power to hear that claim. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And now could they have, could the the plaintiffs have filed it in federal court directly?
1: If they filed it in federal court directly, would they have been able to bring their claim
0: I'm talking, but then- about, I'm talking about procedurally.
1: Oh, procedurally.
0: Were they allowed to bring it in, in federal court directly themselves? Yes. No. no. Okay. No.
1: Oh, um, that's correct because of sovereign immunity of the state of Texas. That's,
0: that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. So Texas can only consent mm-hmm. to be filed suit in federal court. Yes. This the, the so the defendant, I mean the plaintiffs, chose to file it in state court. Mm-hmm. It got removed to federal court. Mm-hmm. All right. Did the state answer?
1: I think the state just moved to dismiss, correct?
0: Right. Did they have put any evidence on?
1: They, um, not that I saw, but I didn't take a look at their motion to dismiss.
0: All right. So the motion to dismiss was what? A judgment on the pleadings. That's what they call it. Federal court, we call it a state, no right of action, what we call it state court. Okay. It's a judgment on the pleadings. No evidence has happened. They will look at that petition Mm -hmm. and say, if we take everything the plaintiff says is true, okay can you prevail mm-hmm. okay so no evidence gets put on put on in fact
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's an error of law mm-hmm. to accept evidence okay so you get what's going on here this is this is, I thought it when, I, when this happened you need, you needed to know that distinction
3: mm-hmm.
0: you will get completely marked off wrong if mm-hmm. you go if, if you either take a' will say a judgment on a pleading federal court I don't know what they'll call it another state court but we all have it mm-hmm. in Louisiana it's no right of action yeah if you try to put any evidence on you might even get sanctioned Okay. Okay. You know, on a test you're going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. So you understand what happened here? Yes. The state filed a no right of action. Mhm. A judgment on the pleadings, no right of action. No right of action meaning what?
1: Meaning that they didn't state a cause of action, or they didn't have. If you take everything it's that
0: cause th- of action could work.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Taking everything. It
0: can, it can be right or cause, and I, I really it in cause. Yes.
1: So taking everything that was in the plaintiff's pleading is true. They don't have a cause of action under the Fifth Amendment Federal Takings Clause, so therefore this suit should have been dismissed.
0: Correct. And what was the grounds the state used?
1: The state claimed that they should have filed under that Section 1983. Um, even if they had filed under that, the state is not defined as a person under the statute, so therefore the claim should be dismissed.
0: Okay, so what constitutional provision did they, did they sue under?
1: They sued under, the plaintiffs sued under just the... Fifth Amendment takings clause.
0: Okay, so you can't take anything without due process of law.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so what they're doing, guys, if you if you're up up getting this, that the state of being uh, I mean, that the plaintiffs file suit both, both under the Constitution of Texas under their expropriation laws, or, mm-hmm. or, and under the federal Fifth Fifth Amendment. Fifth mm-hmm. Amendment says you can't take anything without due process of law. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the state comes back and says. What? What, 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 are they, what are they arguing? Why are they arguing that you can't sue under the Fifth Amendment?
1: So they're arguing that you can't sue under the Fifth Amendment because you need a statute enacted by Congress giving you a cause of action to sue under the Constitution. And that by assuming an implied cause of action in the Fifth Amendment itself, you're impeding on Congress's ability to create those statutes. um, They left out states in the definition of section 1983 for a reason. You need that statute to give you the cause of action to sue under the fifth amendment.
0: Now be careful with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. When, when, when you're filing under the fifth amendment, Mm -hmm. it says without due process of law, you can't take it. All right. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about other things. Let's talk about, um, um, name another one, um, Another constitutional right. Just name any.
1: Freedom of speech.
0: Okay. So, so the the let's suppose that Louisiana says we're not going to allow a freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. We're going to stop you from speaking. Mm-hmm. Can Louisiana do that? No. Can they go to Can they go to federal court and stop them from stop Louisiana from violating your right to free speech?
1: Not directly. Are you sure? Can the plaintiff go to federal court?
0: Federal court, not directly. All right. But let's suppose, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you right? Are you correct there?
3: You can't, uh, because of
1: the, 11, uh, the 11th Amendment, you can't bring a suit against a state directly in federal court. They would have to remove it
0: okay, well, to I'm federal gonna, court. I'm gonna I'm going to make you tell me again, what's the difference between law and equity?
1: Equity would be, you can't monetize the damages. Something has happened to you and you are looking for the court to give direction to the defendant to make something right. So I guess a first amendment suit would be equity. They are physically preventing you from speaking and you're looking for, for equitable relief. So I
0: I want to speak.
1: So because it's a suit in equity, you could directly sue the state of Louisiana in federal court.
0: You may have to exhaust your state remedies. Yeah. The Supreme court hears cases all the time saying that this this state statute is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, on equity,
3: okay. saying,
0: no, you can't do this. Yeah. That is not 1983. Okay. 1983 is now saying, I'm going to monetize the damages. Do you follow what I'm getting at? Yes. Okay. Okay. So now we're in law. Mm-hmm. 1983 takes an equitable remedy,
3: mm-hmm.
0: makes it law under these certain circumstances. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, with that happening 1983 is now monetized that's mm-hmm. what they're trying to sue for damage
3: yes mm-hmm.
0: and so they moved it to the federal court
3: mm-hmm.
0: their fifth amendment claim mm-hmm. and says but you can't sue us in state court federal court except 1983 but we're a state yes that's right mm-hmm. we're immune well no, no, they're, they're not covered. not covered not even immunity
1: yeah they're but, just not covered in that statute
0: right so you can monetize against the deputy who beats the crap out of you mm-hmm. You can monetize to one who locks you up when you're not supposed to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You can monetize it if um, if a uh, you get harassed at work,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but you can't monetize it. But you can't sue the state. You can only sue that employee.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: You see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. You can't sue, you can't sue Louisiana. You can't technically could sue Texas. Mm-hmm. Technically, I guess they what they're saying is you could sue the people who built the highway. Yeah. But you can't sue the state. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but they didn't. They sued the state, and so the state files a twelve B six, a, a failure to state a claim. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, <laughs> might as well get that in your head. Yeah. Okay, um, for which relief can be granted? Mm-hmm. We call it cause of action. Mm-hmm. All right. Can't put you can't put the evidence in. So, what does the district court do?
1: So, the district court denies that their motion to dismiss for several reasons, um, which we can get into whenever they tackle the state's arguments one by one, explaining why they didn't find them to be compelling, and why they're ruling in favor of the plaintiff.
0: Okay. Now, let's first start with this. What was it? Right off the bat, what does he say? The judge? Yes.
1: Right off the bat, he um, says that the plaintiffs didn't need to file under Section 1983.
0: Okay. I guess we really want to talk about interpretation of their, of their petition. What that judge did. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. What
0: that judge did, so you'll know this, and mm-hmm. this is important, that judge did the right thing. He sat down mm-hmm. and read that opinion, that, that, that plaint. Yeah, and said taking everything favorable to the plaintiff, the
3: mm-hmm.
0: plaintiff could win.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He stated a cause of action. That's what that means. Okay. I don't right, know if you're getting that, but that's a very do you get it? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I'm seeing. This is why you can't teach law school, guys, <laughs> over a phone. Yeah. It's you got to be there. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. So I, I can tell. All right, tell me what. Can you you understand what I'm getting at?
1: So before he gets into his reasoning for his. For denying the motion to dismiss, he sits down saying, if we take everything that the plaintiff has written in their pleading is true, they, every, fact. every fact, they could potentially win the claim overall as win-
2: a matter of law,
1: as a matter of law. So by him stating that, that creates the cause of action for the plaintiff.
0: Yes. And the 12B6 gets denied.
1: Okay. So how, I think what I'm not understanding is how does him saying they could win Create the cause of action. Is it?
0: So I said it wrong, then. Yeah. That's that's why we have that's why we have this discussion. Mm-hmm. All right. So what what they're doing is the judge is going. All right, they file mm-hmm. they file the complaint. Yeah. And the state says you didn't even state a cause of action. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you didn't file un, because quick as under under uh 1983. Mm-hmm. You don't have a cause of action against the state. Mm-hmm. You didn't state a cause of action mm-hmm. because you're trying to monetize a, you're trying to monetize a constitutional right
3: mm-hmm.
0: against the state under federal law
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you you didn't state a cause of action you don't have one against the state
3: mm-hmm.
0: even taking that's what they're saying yeah. taking everything they plead is true mm-hmm. you didn't state a cause of action against the state for money mm-hmm. All right. now this judge looks at it and goes, did they state a cause of action? So he takes all those facts that says they're true. Mm-hmm. Everything they claimed, you know, that we we, we own this property.
3: Mm-hmm. You,
0: built this, you built the interstate. You knew there was going to be flooding, so you built a dam. Mm-hmm. You meant to flood our property, and that's the inverse taking. Mm-hmm. You took our property without paying for it. Yeah. And then the judge says, yes, that states a cause of action. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now... He had to, to, to say he stated a cause of action. How did the judge get around 1983?
3: He
1: got around 1983. Um, so that's the first thing he talks about in his ruling is plaintiffs did not need to bring their takings claims under Section 1983. Um, he says that Section 1983 states a cause of action for governmental violation of rights protected by the Constitution. It's not an independent source of constitutional rights. And the state's argument creates serious implications for the plaintiff. It creates this loophole for the state for them to avoid providing just compensation to people whose property they damage or take. So does that
3: answer the question?
2: It does. But let's, let's, let's think
0: this through. Yeah. So, so we'll make sense of what the judges have done.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. When we talk about any other constitutional right, let's yeah. say quartering soldiers mm-hmm. or uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Yeah. Does any of those, do any of those constitutional rights, what's the difference between those and the
1: Fifth Amendment? So those are equity, right? I mean, it's a physical thing. There are physically people in your house. You are asking the courts to, for an equitable relief to have these people out of your home, they're trespassing on your property, or asking to be able to physically practice your religion.
0: That's what the Constitution does. The Constitution yes. says, mm-hmm. I can keep soldiers out of my house. Mm-hmm. I have the right to religion. Mm-hmm. But what's the difference between that and the Fifth Amendment?
1: The Fifth Amendment is, requires the government to provide just compensation. So that's a that's, that's monetary damages. You can put a number to that, whereas the others, it's equitable relief.
0: Right. So they're actually saying this is a question of law. You can't take it without mm-hmm. most of the, uh, the others are questions of equity. Yeah. This is the question of law. Mm-hmm. That's what the argument is, right? Yes. And the judge says the Fifth Amendment says you've got to pay. Mm-hmm. You don't need the 1983.
1: Yes, he says that um the fifth Amen- the fifth amendment taking clause is self-executing. It creates by itself a substantive right to just compensation that oh. comes to life the minute you take somebody's property.
0: Okay, so I uh, you see that distinction is sometimes difficult to see. Yeah. But you you got to as a lawyer see that. Mm -hmm. So keep trying on it, okay? You're doing well. At least you're following it. You okay? But I get you. You Mm -hmm. got it now. Does this help does that help you understand what's going on?
1: Yes, it does.
0: Okay. Now let's go with let's go with what he said. Good job, Thank you, yeah.
1: (laughs) All
0: right, let's go with let's go with it what else is said.
1: Yeah, so um, he states that this creates an unfair loophole. So that first argument he dismisses. He rules in favor of the plaintiff. The second argument, he deals with the timely filing of the plaintiff's inverse condemnation claim. So the state of Texas argues that plaintiffs have filed, they've filed too late, essentially. They didn't file within the statute of limitations created in section 1983, which um, you have to follow the statute of limitations for that specific states. And for Texas, it's two years for personal injury.
0: All right. So tort. Yes. Any wrong done, mm-hmm. okay. Any so if you guys don't understand that's a tort is a civil wrong. Mm-hmm. If I run a stop sign and hit you, it's 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 a civil wrong. I've, I've done damage to your car, mm-hmm. and that's a, and I have one year in Louisiana. You have two years in Texas. Yes. Okay, and it's a they're saying that this was just damages. Yes. Under nineteen eighty three. Mm-hmm. Okay, that prescribes. They, so they adopt the state court, whatever the state court is, for their. If, if this were a state claim, yeah. what would it be, and, they, and it says two years, mm-hmm. right? What do the plaintiffs say?
1: Um, plaintiffs argue that um, they they didn't reference Section 1983 at all in their petition, and this is what the, the judge says as well, that they're not relying on that statute to bring their cause of action to the court, so we don't have to rely or set a two-year limitation to their claim. The plaintiffs argue that the judge could either use a ten-year period set by Texas law for adverse possession cases, or a six-year period set by Congress for federal inverse condemnation cases. And whichever time period the judge picks, the plaintiffs are well within that time frame, so they dismiss that argument as well.
0: So, so the difference is that the state is claiming that the uh, the uh, state is claiming the damages are what?
1: The state is claiming that the damages are in tort. Yes. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. And the plaintiffs are claiming, no, it's inverse condemnation. Two complete different remedies.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yes. So tort has prescribed Mm as far as statute of limitations run. Yes. But the inverse condemnation has not. In Louisiana, Mm -hmm. we have a much shorter. It's three years. Mm -hmm. You have three years to make an inverse condemnation claim from the date that the damages first occurred. Mm -hmm. So, And we only have one year for tort. Mm But even under Louisiana law, they filed it timely because it was a little under over two years and under three, right? Yes. So even if it had been here, they were timely. Yes. If it were an inverse condemnation case,
1: mm-hmm. and that's what the judge rules, he says this is an inverse condemnation case. They have filed timely. Okay. So the third argument that he takes up is the state sovereign immunity argument. So the state makes the argument that they enjoy sovereign immunity against the plaintiff's takings claims and that this suit should therefore be dismissed. Um, The court rules that the state has waived its sovereign immunity. And then he kind of gets into the details of the two different branches of sovereign immunity. So you have a state enjoys sovereign immunity from suits and sovereign immunity from liability. So sovereign immunity from a suit is not an issue here because the state was the one who removed it to federal court. So the plaintiffs could not have originally brought it in federal court, but they've waived their 11th Amendment right. We don't need to consider that. The issue here is sovereign immunity from liability. So the state argues that they never waived their immunity from liability. But the court rules that the Texas Constitution itself is a clear waiver of that liability. So they have their own version of the Takings Clause, which actually is a little more expansive than the federal government Takings Clause. And it applies to damage of a property not just the physical taking of it as well. So, it if Texas is taking responsibility for taken or damaged property via their own constitution, it logically follows that this sentiment applies to federal the federal fifth amendment takings clause as well. So that in itself is a waiver of your immunity from liability, so we're dismissing that argument as well.
0: Okay. Uh, you you did a good job on that. On that.
1: So, there was that
0: Did you guys get that? Idea. The state
2: of Texas didn't have better lawyers. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we'll see about that.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what happens?
1: So um, the state of Texas appeals to the Federal Fifth Circuit um, and the Federal Fifth Circuit reverses and vacates the district court's ruling and remands the case for further proceedings.
2: And
0: how many pages was their opinion?
1: It was two pages.
0: It was tiny.
1: It was tiny.
0: Guys, they just basically said, "Planters, you're idiots,"
3: right?
1: Yeah, they said. <laughs> um, they cited a case, um, Hernandez v. Mesa, which says a federal court authority to recognize a damages remedy must rest at bottom on a statute enacted by Congress. And then they washed their hands and left it at that. All
0: right, because what they're saying is is that you cannot sue a state under 1983 for monetary damages
3: mm-hmm.
0: and the plaintiff's was going i'm not you did that yes. i never claimed the 1983 claim mm-hmm. i never said that i'm saying i'm going to the fifth amendment you say you gotta give me just compensations so mm-hmm. how, how hard can this be yeah right mm-hmm. um now let, let me just ask you to to think this through yeah let's suppose the state wins mm-hmm. okay walk me through how that would work
1: for future cases, or? Yeah. So if the state were to win, anytime somebody wanted to file suit for a takings claim against the state directly, I feel like that would allow the state to just remove the case to federal court and then bring up the same argument. Oh, well, you didn't file under Section 1983. You know,
3: and even if you did,
1: even if you did, we're excluded from that. So we're going to dismiss your claim. And then that would force, well, I mean, that would force plaintiff attorneys to. From that point on, you would need to start opposing their motions to remove to federal court and you to you lose. Yeah, I mean it's
3: it's you lose. Mm-hmm. If You're
0: going to federal court. They're yeah. going to claim the 1983. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happens to the to the to the Fifth Amendment through the Fourteenth Fourteenth applies the Fifth Fifth Amendment to states.
1: It's it loses all its power in the state of Texas. Gone, yeah,
0: basically, and and and, and so just letting you know this, I'm mm-hmm. not. I seem like maybe they did discuss. Elias Sumlin followed, I've actually, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I read some of the uh, of the um, amicus curiae briefs. Oh, really? The briefs. Yeah. And I I knew this Sumlin guy. He's a, he's a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And so I read his, mm-hmm. and he makes the point that that's never been allowed. You're not allowed to write out the Constitution by writing a procedural statute. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So in other words, we have a Fifth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Right to just compensation. Mm-hmm. You can't write a statute procedurally, and that's all. ninety nineteen eighty three is procedural. Yeah, and it say, well, now we're going to write out. We're not going to let you have a Fifth Amendment right because it's circular. You, you, what are you going to do? You're what the Fifth Amendment's gone? We can take property without due process of law. Just come to state court, and we'll show you how.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the that's what's at stake here. Mm-hmm. Is basically. You're, if 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 the plaintiff loses here, then state courts can decide. State law and state courts can decide what they take mm-hmm. because of sovereign immunity. They can say we want about, we don't we don't want, you know you have that land, but we can take it anytime we want mm-hmm. and don't pay you. Yeah, that's basically what this would do, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's pretty scary it's okay. for Texas. Yeah.
0: So, so have you, you read the, here, here's guys, the thing that she did that is so cool and I never have done this and I need to start. One of the reasons I haven't done this because it wasn't available when I was, mm-hmm. but you can listen to the close. you can listen to the uh, argument. Yeah. Guys, Gorsuch, the conservative judge, tell, tell us what he did.
1: Yeah. So it, um, I got about 30 to 45 minutes in. So I heard them. It was the, the petitioner, so the plaintiff's attorney, um, was up for oral arguments and he was discussing it with the justices, but Gorsuch was really just not happy with his arguments. He was um interrupting him, which is pretty common, but he just he was kind of tearing into that attorney.
0: What was his argument? Do you remember? I know that the lights yeah. went out, so you were kind of Yeah. Last night her lights went out in the middle of listening to these arguments.
1: Yeah, he um he was concerned with the implications of the court of article three courts stating or ruling that there is an implied cause of action within the fifth amendment. Um, implied. Yeah.
0: What's this argument that it's implied? It says you can't take it without just compensation.
1: I, that the argument that the state of Texas makes, and I briefly read their, um, brief that they submitted to the Supreme court is that, Oh, what was it? Um, that it just, all that the Fifth Amendment does is it requires that the states pay. It is up to, I think, Congress has the purse strings. So if you are giving Article Three courts the power to, or if you're recognizing this implied cause of action, you're impeding on Congress's ability to control the purse strings or something. Like they made it a separation of powers issue, which I didn't quite fully understand, but um, Gorsuch was not happy with the plaintiff's arguments he was just
0: did you did you read i didn't mm -hmm. have time did you read the state's brief
1: yes um i went all the way up through their summary of the arguments just to kind of get an idea of what they were arguing so they state that this is not a question of whether the plaintiffs are entitled to just compensation this issue has that issue is yet to be litigated the question before us is who decides how the sovereign so the state of texas will fulfill its compensation that decision lies with the legislature, not the judiciary, to create or recognize an implies an implied cause of action in the Fifth Amendment.
0: Okay, I see their argument. Yeah. Their argument is that this is an equity thing, that you have you've got to give them just compensation. Yes. Um, and what that just compensation that we that this constitution is a, is a is a a document of equity. Yes. That we're not creating any causes of actions here. Yes. And that we're saying that you have to give them just compensation. And then that becomes a state issue, let the voters, let the legislature, let the courts decide what's job just compensation in Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas shouldn't be worried about some rogue Biden or or Trump lawyer who doesn't like you busting them with a huge amount of damages. Yes. Oh, okay. I kinda get it.
1: So that's what Gorsuch was very he was very hesitant to the 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 vibe that I got from him was he was very hesitant to just accept this, the plaintiff's argument. is true. He had a lot of questions about the implications of what the plaintiff attorney was saying, like what that really means. And he kept just asking him, OK, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And what was funny was Sotomayor was actually ended up being a little bit more sympathetic to his arguments. Than, well,
3: if you
0: if you convert this. Yeah. From a takings case mm-hmm. in your mind. Yeah. So take it away. And so, OK, now I'm going to look at it as a state's rights issue. Mm hmm or is the federal government going to get involved in how much land costs in Texas?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Gorsuch wouldn't want that.
0: Yes. And would, so tomorrow probably would. Yeah. Cause she's going to say, "Oh, the feds, everything. Yeah. And um, I, I was looking at it strictly as a, as a property rights. And I don't trust any government mm-hmm. to, to do just compensation. But what, I get it. I get the argument now.
1: Mm, I that definitely made it added a layer of complexity to it. And something else, though, which is a little bit of a separate issue that all of the justices brought up is number one: why didn't the plaintiff oppose the state's motion for removal to federal court?
3: We can't.
1: That's what they said. They said we didn't have um, a good faith reason to do that. And then number two they is We could
0: oppose it, but they were just going to rule against it. Almost, it would almost been frivolous.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing that they brought up, which I didn't know until I was listening to oral arguments, was why didn't the plaintiffs ask for a remand of their claims under the Texas Constitution to bring it back to state court? So, plaintiffs did not do this because the district court is keeping pendant jurisdiction over the claims under the Texas Constitution. So, they still have a suit with the district court, um, which is interesting.
0: Why, why are they – we talked about that, you and I did, when, when we first saw the case. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't understand why anybody would ever go to federal court yeah uh, to me those guys they're too independent they're too they don't have to answer to anybody mm-hmm. they become in they don't even good people become gods yeah in their minds and 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 so I, I really i think i think most people say that I would take a federal district court judge before anything else because mm-hmm. you basically become a god if i leave. i would want to be that yeah I, I really don't think you know that what's that movie with the with the hobbits he reaches out, tries to grab some ring or something. And it makes him turn into this evil-looking guy.
2: My precious.
1: Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> I, did, I have never seen it except yeah. that one scene. I thought that was the best depiction I've ever seen of how ugly people get when power's in their grasp.
1: Yeah. That that
0: was amazing. That mm-hmm. was amazing. So it makes me kind of want to watch the movie. I never. I don't like those kind of movies. But that was amazing. Yeah. Okay. That's how I feel about federal judgeships. I think it just—it's oh, it's so much power. So to me, you yeah. stay out of federal court. Let's do this, like gentlemen and gentlewomen, yeah. in state court. Mm-hmm. I was asking why do they want to stay in federal court? Why do they need this federal power? And mm-hmm. I guess, I guess, the states don't want to lose a cause of action. Yeah. Okay. All right. So is there anything else they're arguing? Okay. I, I, I was having trouble seeing their side, but yeah. I see it now. I do see their side now.
1: It um. <clears throat> And then, I mean, this is the last thing I'll say something that was interesting about the, re- the brief of the state of Texas is they kept saying that plaintiffs had the opportunity to bring this in state court, but they did that and you removed it. That's something I didn't quite understand. They kept saying, oh, well, they can seek relief in state court. Well, they did, but then you removed it and you're trying to dismiss the action. It's just, it was. I,
0: I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> look at me, I'm, I'm getting old. I, that's why I don't have any cavities. Anyway, um, the uh, I bet you guys are trying to figure that one out. Anyway,
2: <laughs> you don't want to know. It has nothing to do with hangnails. Anyway, um, um,
0: <laughs> even I lost my train of thought. I'm back with I'm back with it though. I I I I kind of um I kind of see the problem. Mm-hmm. Are you going to create a separate Juris, it's uh, separate jurisprudence for how you determine just compensation in federal court that opposes what's in state court. And what do you do if they come up with a different under different law, under different jurisprudence? Mm-hmm. I have got to admit that this is a, a perfect example of what I told you about law school. No how much you think you know something, yeah, you don't.
1: It's uh,
0: it, you'll be surprised at what you learn. And you think you've read a case and you need to do it. The whole idea is the exercise of it. Mm -hmm. But guys, you guys see what's going on here is is that that they're saying that the entire Constitution is 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 an equity. It does not create any substantive rights. To get any substantive rights, law rights in law, Mm -hmm. not in equity, but in law, we have got to give you some type of procedure and give you and and give that make stated clearly who can make the suit what can they file suit for Mm -hmm. and where can you file it and so they're saying that federal constitution is nothing it's a great it's it's equity we don't want to touch it we don't want to become law Mm -hmm. we want it to be equity we want it to be what's fair you don't have any right to take this property without due process of law now if they doing it you can go and say hey they're doing it without due process of law taking it without giving me any way to get my money back Mm -hmm. well They're going like yes they did it's it's right there in texas law they're not take they're not taking it without due process of law Mm -hmm. go to a state court and get it yeah if they quit giving you due compensation let us know Mm
3: -hmm.
0: not not if you're not happy with what that due compensation but they say we're just going to take it Mm property. and that's not what's going on texas is texas now they are right that under 1983 is prescribed yeah so any federal claim that they might have would have been gone in other words, does this suppose they try to sue against the engineer who built it?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, he, no way. It's gone.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. All right. Well, yes. Yes. Victoria wants you to ask her questions and challenge her. <laughs> Why is, so So when we, when we called it
2: the Texas loophole here, the Texas two-step mm-hmm. dance that they did, mm-hmm. where they re- requested it. Or removed it to federal court and then tried to use the federal court to dismiss the case. Doesn't that kind of have the feeling of violating the clean hands principle?
0: D- describe what you mean by that.
2: Well, as a plaintiff going to court, I can't go to court and say, um, Glenn did me wrong. He's my neighbor and he did me wrong. And so I want something, whether it's equity or or money. If I turned around and I violated in some other way also, because I'm asking the court, I'm, I'm like the innocent person here, and I'm asking the court for release, but yet I've already exacted some revenge or I was the first initiator of a wrong or whatever. And so if I get found out that I did something wrong, doesn't that really tick off the judges and they throw it out or rule adversely?
0: Do you want to answer that or do you want to send it to the gray hair?
1: I'm going to phone in a friend for this one.
3: <laughs> phone in a friend. <laughs> All
0: right. So, so it, it, it is, I, I get you. What you're saying is this, is that Texas, I mean, Texas moved it to federal court. How can they claim there's no right of action under federal court? You should be a state court if you're the one that moved it. And so, you're, you're not clean here. You have to stay in federal court. Yeah. Okay. They could stay in court under what circumstances?
1: in federal court
0: yes equity the whole issue here is that 1983 is a question is 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 creating a right in law Mm -hmm. if you have the right it's a procedural yeah but it's in law Mm -hmm. for damages okay and that's not what they say you can do you can't file against state in that court and that's what they're basically doing saying you don't have yeah, all right. So what? The, right, the goal of the state was this: to say, let's just do this under state law. That was the goal of the state. Apparently, they. they apparently, I don't know this. That nobody's saying it, but apparently, what's really going on here is you can get more. They want more money than they're going to get under state law. That's what mm-hmm. they're worried about. They must be, or they at least want some type of a... Of a, a uh, you know, life preserver to get something in case
2: they don't get what they want. Mm-hmm.
0: But the, the whole the whole thing is though they did that on purpose because they knew if they moved it, moved it to federal court that the only way you can get just compensation under federal court is 1983, then it's going dis- to get dismissed, and that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know they move it to federal court and they file motion for some judgment. They do it all the time. And the question is, you're looking for the form that you're happy with, but a state court judge might not have done anything with that federal – he might not have – he might have just ignored it. Who knows what he would have done? But what, what the state wanted was, hey, I don't know what, this, what you're trying to do here, but I'm not going under any jurisprudence under federal law. As to what our properties were, what this property's worth. This is the state issue. Does that make sense? So it's not clean hands. They're claiming that – they're claiming that – well, let me take a step back. If you're asking me, why do they? How c- can they claim that um, you should have remanded it, sent it back, asked to have it sent back? I do think that's a weak argument, mm-hmm. I, and I think if that's what Dwayne's saying, they they said no. You can't you can't use that against the plaintiff because you're the one who moved it to federal court. You can't complain that they didn't ask to, re- to remand it mm-hmm. when there's yeah. There.
2: That, that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's disingenuous because it's not consistent across the whole crib to cradle of of the the case. They're changing their position based upon what they're trying to accomplish in each jurisdiction.
0: Okay. If that's if that issue is what you're talking about, I'm agree with you. And mm-hmm. that's what they ruled. The judge said no. He said though. No. You 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 know Yeah. So I mean, that but 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 it's gonna be interesting because what we really have to work with right now is is a a um, a complaint in, in state court. Which we didn't read,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then they have a a a, a removal mm-hmm. to federal court because it's a federal question, pending federal yeah. question. Then they then they then we have a an opinion by the district judge, district court judge, federal district judge, ruling that they stated a cause of action. Mm-hmm. So 12b six was denied. Then it went on appeal, and that really just said no. 19, you, you know, it does not create a cause of you know. It just basically says that it's not self self-executing. Self Fifth Circuit. Yeah. The, the, in order for you to monetize that, you're going to have to get some type of a statute. That's what they said. It's is obvious. He says. Yeah. When the Fifth Circuit comes back and says no. Right. So with that opinion gives you no guidance. It just says the Fifth Circuit, the Fifth Amendment is not um, self-executing. Then you have a whole bunch of briefs. I did read. The brief of the um, plaintiffs, mm-hmm. and I read Elias yeah. uh, Sumlins, yeah, um Amicus, and she read the opposing, mm-hmm. and that's where we got the truth in this thing. <laughs> you always got to read the other side. I just didn't have time; I ran out. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm glad it happened. This yeah. Time. So, so I will say this: that's that that we don't we I don't think that the state. I think the state made a brilliant move moving it to federal court. I think that was good lawyering because they got it in front of a federal judge who's going to look at the picture of what the Constitution say. And and basically what they're going to be claiming now is that there is there are no substantive legal law in law rights in the Constitution, only equitable. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it and think about it uh, more. I like it.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm. Uh, the good thing about that snowstorm coming through is I'm glad it gave me a week to sit on this case because when I came back to it, I was able to more clearly see the other side of the argument and talking about it today. And I'm not so sure that the court won't rule in favor of Texas and that they'll be hesitant to do what the plaintiff is asking of them and say that I mean, there's
2: federal monetary
0: right. I get it. Yeah. I do. Now, here's the fun thing. Keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. In law school. It won't happen like that. You're not going to have something that stops it. Yeah. Right. You just got to be embarrassed. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to be, are you going to be okay with that? Oh
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, last week when I was getting ready, I was like, Oh wow. I know this. I'm going to walk in there and then getting ready for it. Having that extra week. I was like, I don't know this. Like I thought I knew this. So.
0: And no matter how much I like to make lawyer, make fun of lawyers, it's mm-hmm. a bunch of smart people that else. That's a very difficult test. And, and it's very difficult to get out of most law schools. very difficult to pass the bar Mm-hmm. So you get out and you practice and you're up against these brilliant people all the time trying to make you lose your case. Mm-hmm. And you lose some of them. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. It's so you're going to go to court and have it wrong. And I would have had it wrong that day, too, because I, I glanced at it. Mm-hmm. I did this morning, get up and read it. You could tell. I Oh, I yeah. Prepared. I, mean, I was really kind of worried because I didn't know what to do with that 1983 action. I, I I You know where I got the best information? Where? Some clown who wants that 1983 case in some lawyer advertising. Yeah. Spelled it out. I went. Oh, oh yeah, very okay. cool. And then I went and read it, and it all made sense. Yeah. So
2: so anyway, do y'all have any questions on this? So if I'm hearing you right, the the plaintiffs want compensation because they'd had no due process, and that's their argument. But the state's saying there is no due process owed because. We're just building roads. Is that what I it know. is? So,
0: so Texas isn't claiming they don't owe money yet. Now they're going to claim it. They're going to try to have a a trial and say it's not due. Okay, that's mm-hmm. not what they're saying. They're saying the federal constitution is a is a is a document of equity. It gives it 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 makes people do things they're not that they don't want to do. Give them due compensation. That if they don't. So if they if Texas goes no, we can flood roads without paying. We can flood flood property without paying for it. the The federal The, the federal constitution says no. You got to do that under uh, under clause. Was it two Fourteenth Amendment? Mm-hmm. And the Fourteenth Amendment says the Fifth Amendment applies to states. Yeah, you got to give due compensation. Well, Texas says we're doing that. We have a, we have a procedure for you to go to court and try this case. And get your due compensation. Now, if they say due compensation is a penny, obviously that's not right. You're really not getting due compensation. You're you're cheating us, uh, even though we took your property. So, so they've got a claim, Glenn. It's just under state court. The, the state can't take that land without paying for it.
2: And so they gave it up to federal to negate mm-hmm. this argument by the plaintiffs.
0: Well, the plaintiff filed suit both under state and federal law. And, and the state's going, this is not a federal issue. Drop the federal part. They wouldn't do it. I'm sure that was a phone call. Hey, yeah. would you drop the federal part? You Usually we'll try to do it amicable. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, you don't have a federal claim here. The, the Constitution is, is an equity, and 1983 doesn't apply to states. So you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And so they filed, and I'm sure the state goes, well, what the heck is this district judge doing? And then the Fifth Circuit goes, this is stupid. And just dismissed it. Yeah. Because that's what we were trying to get over. Why was it so short? Yeah. Short. And with the Fifth Circuit, this is basic crap, guys. You don't have a you do, the Fifth Amendment is an equity statute, not a, a statute in law. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it says dust but equitably, they can't take it. Go to state court and make them pay for it. Yeah. That's what they're saying, Glenn. So, so what they're okay. really saying is drop all the federal claims okay. and go under state law. And, and and that's
2: if, why it's kind of a good move by their lawyers to say, okay, federal fine.
0: Right. You won't right. take it out. Let's go okay. to federal court, and I'll get it. And they yeah. did. And they did. And and it, here's the thing, too. If you really think about it, do you want local people decide, helping to decide what the value of your property is, or do you want some federal judge up there, like Judge Scott, to decide? Oh well, you you live right <laughs> next to the school, but you're going go to you're gonna go to school somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You do you want that? Yeah, guy? my <laughs>
2: life is eighteen million. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and more, I sit here and think about it. This is a state rights case.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: what this is, and and I, and I love it. I love the fact that I absolutely love the fact that I just
3: and
0: I had to hear you just give me a piece of what they were arguing. Oh my God, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Boy, this is going to help you in law school.
1: This really will help me in law school.
2: <laughs> yeah, well... I didn't know this in law school. Yeah, I didn't say today well, we woke up, we argued the state was right. So, anyway. Why can't Trump lawyers use this in his New York lawsuit?
0: Oh, that case is going to... Even if he loses, that case is going to be on appeal for 200 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that you you got a good point. I mean, that that, that listen, you're talking about the what where the 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 uh, horse face case,
2: it, yeah. So, up in up in New York, that's the um, where the state of New York is suing the Donald Trump organization and family members because he uh had overstated his property values in many different states. Well, didn't you we just spend the last hour discussing how fed. Nor other state would be implied there, can decide how much other property is valued
0: at. All right. Well, the case you're talking about is not the horse face case. The, the one that, that they're taking the property is in state court. All right. And they are trying to take his money, but they are definitely in due process because that's what they're, they're having a, a judge hear it. They're not taking his property without due process. No, at all. but uh,
2: whenever, whenever Letitia says, I want $320 million because of how he overstated property in Florida also, not just New York. She's kind of getting into the territory that the federal judge just said. We don't have any business deciding what that value is in Texas. That's for Texas to determine.
0: She's, I'm not getting you. She's state, she's state court.
2: She's state court, but not Florida. She can't determine what Maury Lago's worth. And, and ask for damages related to him overstating what Mari Lago property and other Florida properties were worth. Well, the loan
0: application was in New York, so venue would be proper there. Yeah. Jurisdiction was yeah, but, proper but there. Yeah,
2: but she's arguing property value. Who is she to determine other states' property values?
0: Oh well, I mean that's a question of fact, you know. And 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 if she didn't give him, yeah, if, if if it was egregious, you can have that. It's very difficult to overturn questions. I won't let you know that, but she. But but if you use the an improper um, law to get to that number, or you didn't allow evidence, then it's then you've got an evidentiary problem. You can get it overturned that way. There's a bunch of ways to overturn it, but I do believe that if you're trying a case in New York and the New York application includes. The value of a piece of property in Florida, the judge has the right to take evidence as to the value of that property. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is that the judge misapplied the law. You can't. Okay, I, can't. I don't think that the, the in, in evidence. They, that's what I think. So I think there's, there's a lot of ways to appeal it, but it's completely different, I think, than a just compensation clause. you took this land without paying for it. And that's, that's kind of basic equity. Mm-hmm. Now pay for it. So so anyway, I get you. I get you. That case is, you know, we need. We it's probably time to go through that one a little bit more now that it's developed a little further, and there have been some crazy happenings in that case. And maybe we could do it some Thursday. But um, that's um, that's um, it's a good question. I'll say that. Any others?
2: What implications might this have if, let's just say, they rule for the plaintiffs in federal court? I'm just throwing some crazy stuff out. What might that change as far as law regarding just compensation? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh,
0: uh, only this. You want to answer? It?
1: I mean, I think if they ruled in favor of the plaintiffs, it opens up the court to a lot more litigation about. A lot more questions they're going to have to answer about how to monetize damages, you know.
0: And and it would all be a federal, how much is the property worth under federal? Mm-hmm. That's, that would be weird. So that's yeah.
2: pretty much not
0: going to happen, right? If the Supreme Court rules backs up the Fifth Circuit, yeah. Yeah. Then that's going to get rid of the problem of saying, well, under state law, this is what just compensation is. But under federal law, this is what it is. I do see that as really bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I missed that would she, but that, but yeah. that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I would think there's no chance in you know what of them ruling that way because of what we just talked about. Well, it's they it up such a, yeah, I think the only way ass, they, I think the only way they could try to split the hairs and have a dual track is if they said it's at some point obvious that the straight that the state. Is trying to violate their right to have due process and just compensation, and then go in a separate parallel track. But then they would create a high bar for how to get on that federal track. It would
0: be weird. Oh, It'd I can tell you. Weird. I can see that. Do you, is there anybody here to answer the phones?
1: Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I hear Anna here
0: uh, yet. I think we finished your part. Yeah. And since she's not here, I'm going to thank you for for okay. coming in. Uh, absolutely. I wish you could stay in here every day, almost, because mm-hmm. it would be fun having your your input. You're a very very brilliant lady.
2: I learned mm-hmm. so much with her in there. Uh, it's yeah, I have a fun time. Really I learned a huh? lot.
0: Yeah, thank well, you. We'll Victoria. say goodbye to her.
3: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, goodbye, y'all. Victoria. All right, goodbye, y'all.
0: Yep, I think uh, she did a good job again, guys. Well, yeah. You know, you know what? The date that I'm looking forward to the least is Flag Day this year. That's when for sure she's gone. June
2: 4th.
0: Oh, goodness. Thank you, Victoria. All right. So, so, um, I, I that was a good one. I got to tell you that it was good. Yeah. To, it was good because it, it once again, it reinforces for her to see this, that, that you're going to be surprised sometimes you think you got something and bam, you get slapped in the face with something that, that you, there was a step above. Now I, I'm glad that I gave that warning in in advance that I'm not a 1983 lawyer. Um, and I've never dealt with that type of thing, but it, it it is it, it definitely it definitely makes me understand a little better what these courts are doing. That's one of the reasons why all these criticism of these judges, justices and judges, sometimes is totally not fair. You just don't So
2: that's that called the uh, Mario Brothers Law?
0: I don't Mario Brothers a video game. Yeah, it came out in nineteen eighty three. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Charlotte I met in nineteen eighty three. Um <laughs> But anyway, um, it, it, it's um it's good for me too. It really is. <laughs> you have to get a little deeper, but but people miss. You know, I, I have not read yet. I don't even know if there is an opinion. But you know how the the justices said that we're not going to really give you relief. The feds want to tear down those fences along. Yeah. I, I I totally don't get it. It's all private property. It's none of the federal's business what that person has on their property as when it comes to fencing, you know, it's none of their business and the feds shouldn't be on that property. It's in my book, you know, and that includes state property, state property. If it's a, it's a park, it's a park, you know, right. We can tell the feds don't get on there, but they ruled against me. But I haven't, what I would have done. I haven't seen that opinion. I don't, I've not seen any of the litigation in it. And it's not fair to judge those lawyers without at least reading it and getting it understood. Because I, I yeah. really was astounded. It seemed clear to me, well, how are, you, how are you ever going to make a fifth benefit claim? Well, that's the whole point. There is no such thing. It's a, there's no it's – a, it's, a, it's an
2: equity thing. You
0: can't take it without just compensation. You don't have to hold, house – You don't have to house
2: – they don't determine just compensation the Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they're not giving you just compensation, come back. Then you could argue that why are you why do you say that? Well, they're violating this law, that law. They're not letting me put on evidence, blah blah blah. So if they if they're turning yeah. out that they're really not giving you it's fake, it's not real um, just compensation. Then then it's an equity thing. Go back and do it. Do your job. I'm not going to count it. I'm not. I, the federal judges, are not going to tell you how much that property worth. I can tell you that what they, the procedure they used was really not in compliance with the federal constitution. You got to give them a true due process of law. Go back. And I think that that's what basically uh, Dwayne, you were trying to get at, is that they didn't. It wasn't true. Just true. It wasn't true. Process of law here. They're taking money from him without due process. If they don't allow him to prove the value of that property, oh, we're going to take the task assessor, and that's it. Well, that's not due process. No. And I think that's what Dwayne was trying to say. Yeah.
2: It's well. That was very, very fascinating, especially since you we kind of came, you came to a different conclusion than the originally we started. Yeah. And
0: I don't, I'm not even doing, I'm not even admonishing myself. I have so much of the hour, so many hours to prepare for the podcast and I ran out. Yeah. The next thing I would have done would have been read the opposing counsel. I would have read Texas um, brief, you know what I'm saying, to the to the court.
2: Yeah, that, that, that also can, I think Scott Adams just called it the documentary effect. When you only hear one side, you tend to agree with that side.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I know better, but, but that's why I gave that little warning at the beginning is that, look, I did my best, but I'm, I'm happy I got as much as I got done on it. Um, You know, but but I'm telling you this for podcast purposes. You know, I know we have listeners listen to this thing for podcast purposes. I think it's pretty fun to watch it happen. Yeah, I
2: I liked it. Yeah, it was fun.
3: (laughs) So what else we got to talk about for the last few minutes, guys? Well,
2: (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, something that I, and I'm still looking into this a little bit, but something I, and it's probably going to trigger James a little. that trigger in a way that uh, I wouldn't, That he said, see, I told you uh, what I didn't realize, although I may have realized part of this, but somebody on X said the other day that remember the swing states in the 2020 election all stopped at the same time counting. Uh, who gave that order? In different time zones. Who gave that and order? Say what? I wonder who gave that order. Yeah, uh, and you know, so I, I just I don't know why I didn't put that together. I knew it was about the swing states. I also knew Trump was not saying widespread fraud when he was saying that. He was saying very targeted fraud in five states, basically. Have um, and- you noticed that Donald Trump, when he speaks about and around the election fraud, is being very selective and self-filtering as to how and what he says now. Yeah, which makes me think, does he have a bombshell? You know, does he know or have information that says we can prove this now? And, you know, self-made elected president again, get a decent attorney general, and then we can prove this.
0: Or no, he, has he has. To it. It. He's got to do something to win it, though. That's my problem. He keeps saying we won't. We won't let them cheat again. What's he going to do? I don't see. Well, that's chance. what I mean. Maybe he has the
2: goods now. Just before the election, he releases it, and it's obvious. And everybody goes, "Wait a minute!" And then you know we have, the, the, you know, a real election. I don't know. It's just a thought. Maybe this next election will be a trap that sets. Yeah, I mean, it, it smells like that, and I mean, that would be the most entertaining. And if you use that filter, that it would probably happen. <laughs> I
3: mean,
0: just, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I've been. You're right. I've been that, when that came out. I was going like, well, yeah, we've been knowing this. It was all done at the exact same time to shut it all down for
2: different reasons. But I never put that all together. For somebody. why did I not put that together? I mean I knew about the five states. I knew individually all these things, but I didn't know all of it happened like it did. And I think even I was obfuscated by the news. You know, that's weird to me. That was that was like Yeah,
0: you know what my (laughs) biggest biggest concern since this all has happened is the poisoning of of these federal courts with judges yeah. who are, who are really just political appointees. And I look at what goes on in, in Washington, DC in that DC circuit, in that DC appellate court, it it seems kangaroo. Yeah. It, I don't trust it at all. And that's not good as a lawyer. You're going like, Oh man, I don't know about that court. Um, now that's just a you know feeling I have, but um, you know, I think it was Dwayne sent that somebody sent that, Article that Oklahoma is trying to pass a law that everybody's unenrolled, you got to come back and enroll. Now, yeah. I'm sure the registrar voters are would be tickled to have that billion people coming <laughs> through there. <laughs> that's not your birth certificate, that's that's a that Hawaiian birth certificate fake. Go back and get me your one from. <laughs> Uh, 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 I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's doable. <laughs> but it's it was funny um, it, because I, in some ways I know what they're saying. It's so corrupted now. to start over. Yeah. yeah. you almost need to start over. But man, I don't know the clerk of court. I mean the. Uh, Have
2: y'all noticed Nikki Haley has a s- switch that she flips when she begins making a speech? And she goes into a completely different tone, demeanor, and inflection.
0: I mean, she's a robot. She's a stepford wife.
2: She well. Last night we were listening to her, and I told my wife, "Gosh, she's just making my skin curl. What she's saying, how she's saying it, her little girly ha ha stuff." And and I finally put my finger on it. She reminds me of an of a character on Little House on the Prairie named Nellie Olson. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the one, Olsen. That's the one made coffee? No. She was the storekeeper's
2: oldest daughter with the, the overly curly blonde hair that was mm-hmm. just snarky. And she was naughty. a mean girl. She was definitely a mean girl. Yeah. <laughs> she was the mean girl. And yeah, now like she said, like, it's, that is true. She say it nice, but she was definitely conniver. I just think Nikki Haley won that first uh, precinct or whatever it was, or county, uh, town, Dixville. Anyway.
0: Uh, uh, (laughs) Well, let me ask you this question. What did it end up being, the the count yesterday percent?
2: Uh, What I saw was that uh, Trump won by clearly
0: 10 percentage points. All right, and that was with without any doubt about this. Most of Haley's votes was from Democrats.
2: Seventy-four percent, according to a CNL, CNN exit poll, so take yeah. it for what it's worth. But so a significant portion was right.
0: cool so, so the the whole thing that it becomes obvious is that Trump broke a record with the number of votes in New Hampshire in a primary. He broke a record, yes. his own record, but he broke it. All right. Yet she still got something like forty percent. Where did those people she, come from? She had- won
2: only twenty she won only twenty five percent of the registered Republicans. There you go. Yeah. The rest of them were and you know, in this state, I think uh our new governor is was trying to get it so you have to if you're a registered uh Republican or Democrat, you can go vote in those primaries. Otherwise, no. But then uh, you know, the who is it? The guy who does the one liners from Louisiana. Kennedy. Uh Kennedy, got him, you know, they made a deal where if they're unaffiliated, they can vote in either.
0: Well, you know, what I'm disappointed in is that of all of the things that need to be done in Louisiana, the first political capital he uses is for that nonsense?
2: Well, no. Now, this has to do with the federal government suing precincts. He's already got that, as I understand it, he's already had that taken care of, but this is part of it.
0: What do you so, mean, sue
2: They, The federal government sued our districts in Louisiana for, and I don't know the details, So, but basically they said, you've drawn these districts so black people aren't represented. So now there's a new black district of uh, that, you know, for instance, would have somebody run for it. Um, anyway, that, that was a lawsuit they were bringing against the state of Louisiana. And it was kind of a – it was on people's minds. Let's put it that way. Well,
0: still, I, don't, I, I, I think there's other things he needs to be tackling. He needs to be tackling quickly, especially, especially in election integrity. He needs to make sure that nothing could be done yeah. to, to cheat on these elections. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm I, I'm not going to say I'm giving up on him or anything. I was just disappointed that that the very first thing I've heard he's done. I was going like, wow. <laughs> OK, at least at least I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, you know, I don't like politicians. Uh, but I especially don't like Kennedy. And and, you know, it's it's, you know, let's go, let's go with it. With real, the huge, the big, overwhelming, big news yesterday that is just absolutely alarming was that somebody offered Carrie Lake to become a member of the deep state by bribing her not to run for Senate.
2: For two years.
0: That is freaking amazing. That, that is so corrupt. So bad.
2: She she should have took the offer and then go and get the goods and then have the biggest, Undercover journalistic story ever.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a huge I story, mean, guys. That's a
2: huge story, and it's so. If you hear the recording, it's so creepy, and she just keeps pushing back. Said "F no," <laughs> and then she calls it out. She goes, "This is about getting rid of Donald Trump." And you know, the GOP leader said, "Well, no, but, uh, you know, a lot of it was—it was—it made my skin crawl." Who recorded it? That's what I can't. No one knows. No one's claiming that. No one's claiming who recorded <laughs> it. <laughs> Ain't that funny? Yes, <laughs>
0: that's <is> hilarious. <laughs> That's big news, guys, right there. You know, I, yeah. I just pray the whole thing falls in on those communists. It just, it's just, it's, it's so bad. And, and Arizona is so corrupt. That McCain machine is so corrupt. It's so yeah. corrupt. That, that one thing that Scott kills RIP and I used to argue about over and over again. I don't get the McCain thing. I don't know why you like him. He's a commie. He's a commie. He's a commie. And I can't tease God about it now. <laughs>
2: service record in Vietnam, I guess.
0: It broke, it broke up. You broke up for a second, Glenn. It's all over.
2: Okay, his service record in Vietnam when he was at POW. I think that's why many conservatives still cling yeah. to him. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't. <laughs> but anyway, I enjoyed it, guys. I think that's... I you know, I, I wonder if you could even have come up with a way to have made this podcast better. Can you think of anything, Glenn?
2: Well, I can't. I can. And, you know, I was able to listen and absorb because, you know what? I had PJ's coffee from the hot PJ's, which I was brewing constantly the whole time and having delicious, wonderful um, insights into everything you said. I was able to follow and understand because I was focused. So if you want that same kind of focus and learning, You can go to the Haughton PJs because the only thing that would have made that better is if I was in the PJs in Haughton, sitting there with my coffee, just absorbing all this wonderful knowledge that Victoria and you were bringing to us. And, you know, uh, had wonderful pastries, breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, of course, zap chips, uh, all natural Red Bull, teas, hot or cool, and cold brew coffee, anything I want.
0: In a wonderful atmosphere. Man, you, that's awesome. You sounded like the InfoWars guy at the end, but that was awesome. Yeah,
2: there you go. I got there, to tell you, you little, little little
0: there. I'm going to give you guys something that's going to shock you. Um, Victoria had not had her coffee during it before the podcast.
2: Oh my gosh. You no, know, what, what would have happened? She would have levitated with some DJs. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, guys, stay dry. I think it's going to, we got, we got to like 12 more hours of this. They drive, yeah, son. <laughs> we will. All right. And to me, see, tomorrow will be Tuesday, right? Tomorrow will be Tuesday.
2: <laughs> we'll see what Taco Tuesday brings, baby. All right.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks, you New panel
2: call. We'll see. Uh right. huh.